Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always... John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer. How you doing, man? Hey, dude. I'm doing great. And if you're watching, you see that uh, we're at an unusual place. We have never recorded here. Where are we at? We are at Manos Coffee Crafters. It's a, it's a coffee shop here in Nicholasville where I live, uh, right off of 27, which is like a main thoroughfare through Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually... From my house to your house is mostly on this road. Dude, I just rode my motorcycle up here. Beautiful day. It's a perfect day for riding a motorcycle. Struck it perfect. No doubt about it. And uh, traffic wasn't bad. Weather's great. And now I get to get here and spend some quality time with my good friend, John Oh, and you've got this beautiful latte right now that, like, you got the leaf on top and everything. <laughs> I wish we could turn the camera sideways and show you guys what this thing looks like, but it is it is pretty fancy. You check out our Instagram. That's you can true. See it. That's true. I, I always feel so weird, man, because I got a decaf coffee, and then like anytime I order decaf, everybody's like, "Okay, just decaf coffee, right? You want cream and sugar with it?" But then I was like, "Can we do something with that decaf? Caramel mochiato." Oh, yeah. You don't man. have to be boring with the decaf. No, no. You can still be good. You can still be good. Yeah. So, so, so listen, I got to know. Now, now, Jeremiah this past weekend got to go on a trip that I really wanted to go on but didn't get the opportunity to go on mm-hmm. because of uh, just timing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you got to go to the Sipsy Wilderness down in yes. Alabama. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that trip this weekend and the guys you went with and kind of what happened while you were there? Well, we were supposed to go to Arkansas. And it was supposed to be, I think, me backpacking with Jason, um, as crow flies hiking, and Gone Feral with Squidly. I don't know if he's supposed to originally go to Arkansas or not, but he's on this trip that we went to Alabama. Right. And uh, backpacking with Buckley. And Buckley couldn't go. He couldn't make it. So we were like, well, we've been wanting to make it to uh, Alabama. I know that you've been. But I have never backpacked down there. So were you as surprised as I was? Dude, it was where I went was Sipsy Wilderness and right. it was a lot like Kentucky. I mean, it was like walking around Big South Fork, Daniel Boone National Forest area. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Well, like I said, I when I went on my trip to Alabama, I remember thinking to myself, when I think of Alabama, I don't think of backpacking. Uh huh. You know, when I think of Alabama, I think of tornadoes. Yeah, football. And football and heat. Yeah. and But, man, when I went down, it was one of the best backpacking trips I've been on yet. Well, they were explaining to me, like, Crow's a local guy. Right. Right? So he's explaining to me how they're making those wilderness areas. They're, like, designating them, fighting for them to make them wilderness areas. And they must have done a good job because whenever I was there, I mean, there was no trash. It was like, you oh, know, wow. you think about in the creeks and rivers and stuff. 
anytime you go around here, there's always all kinds of stuff like that's been washed down, whether it's old paint cans or tires or, you know, whatever. Right. Dude, I didn't see one tire in any water source literally the whole time I was there for three days. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought it's crazy. That's but amazing. We went. It was like a six-hour drive for Jason and I, and uh, the four of us went, Crow, Squid, me and Jason, and we rode down there. Everything went smoothly. I was a little bit under the weather going, but I thought it's just allergies, but that might not be true because on the way back, Jason was uh, had the exact same symptoms that I had oh, on the way down there, no. you know, stuffy head and stuff, but he'll get over it. I was yeah, like, he'll live. You're grown, man. You'll be okay. He'll live. Although he's getting pretty old, so you know we don't do as well with our with our colds when we get older. <laughs> Excuse me. Did I tell you about Jason? <laughs> tell me about people wishing him a happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said. Thank you. Thank you to our audience, by the way, for that. Because yes. the fact that so many of you wished him a happy fiftieth birthday, dude, that just makes our day. He said, just out of nowhere, he was getting these messages. On Instagram and these comments on, yeah. and his birthday's Christmas Eve, <laughs> and so that's just, awesome. He was like, "What in the world?" And then he he knew after he started seeing JK and JS, <laughs> we had something to do with it. Yeah, for those of you who maybe are new to the podcast, you don't know what we're talking about. Just like the last episode or the episode before, uh, Jason is a good friend of ours. Yeah, um, he has a channel called Backpacking with Jason, and. Uh, his name's Jason Waugh, and Jason mm. and I are the same age. Like, a lot of people don't realize that, but Jason and I are the same age. We're both 48. Mm. But in one of our last episodes, we decided to uh, poke fun at him and say that he was getting ready to turn 50. <laughs> and we told everybody to wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> and we're so happy that so many people actually did that. Yeah, it was it was cracking me up, dude. I was talking to him on the phone in preparation for this trip. You know, we are getting everything figured out. And uh, he was telling me, and I was laughing my hind end off. I think it's great. It's fun to it's fun to poke fun at him, man. He's a fun guy to hang out with. And on our trip, um, we headed out to the Sipsy. So we got there, six hour drive, and oh man, dude, I have a story for you. Oh, we had wait. a full on Karen experience at one of the hotels. The manager, I gotta hear it. Tell okay. me about it. So I I have this quota whenever I travel with Jason, and I think I get two screw ups a trip. So usually it's like a wrong turn or like wrong directions. Like I mark it on the GPS to take us to the wrong trailhead or something like that. Well, on this trip, uh, Jason and I, we needed a hotel. As we were driving six hours, we didn't want to hike the same day. Right. So we got a hotel and I was like, dude, where do we want to book this hotel? We want to just book it while we're driving because usually it's not a big deal. And so he's like, yeah, let's do that. So we were driving, and we got about an hour and a half away from the trailhead. And I was like, we need to get this hotel pretty soon. Um, the closest hotel to the trailhead was a Days Inn, which is like a pretty crappy hotel. No offense, Days Inn. <laughs> you know, but, it's, a cheap, it's, it's an economy. It's typically, it's typically a backpacker-friendly type of hotel, though. Because, it is. It, because they're, they're not four or five star. They're not no, trying they're to be super star. fancy. You know, they're... They're like, hey, thanks for giving us your money. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to stay there, and neither did Jason. And it was 25 minutes from the trailhead. And we were like, well, we could stay there. Literally the only hotel or motel in Moulton, 
Alabama. Moulton. Yes. Which The uh, name of the town is Moulton. Moulton. And t- 25 minutes away from the trailhead, which is absolutely perfect. That's awesome. You yeah. would think, oh, yeah. that's a score, right? Yeah, that's a win. Well, it wasn't because <laughs> <laughs> it was days in, and we kind of decided <clears throat> the, about the lowest that we wanted to stay at was Holiday Inn. Right, okay? right, right. So we were looking for a Holiday Inn. And I was like, okay, dude, I found one. It was in Decatur, Alabama, which is just across – the Tennessee River, mm-hmm. huge river. And as we were approaching, I was like, okay, you want me to go ahead and book this? Decatur Hotel. Looked at the address and everything, good to go. And he's like, yep, go ahead and book it. I booked it, right? Uh, Jason and I got separate rooms. It was $371 total. So about $180, 85 a piece. Right. Well... For me, just by myself, that's a fairly expensive room. 185 bucks to yeah, stay for yeah. one night. Yeah, I'm getting there at like, I don't know, what, 4 or 5 p.m., and I'm getting up the next morning at 6.30 and rolling out. Yeah. So 12 hours there isn't very long. Anyway, um, we booked the hotel. I clicked it on my GPS, and we put it down, and we're using my phone as the GPS. And then we got to the hotel, and Jason's like, this ain't right. Because then when I checked, it was only 19 more minutes from Decatur to Moulton. So sh- theoretically, it should only added 19 minutes to our drive to the trailhead. Right. 25 minutes plus 19 minutes. Right. But we were still an hour and like six or seven minutes or something like that, an hour and 15 minutes away from the trailhead. So Jason's like, this can't be right. And I was like, dude, I clicked it on the phone. This is definitely the hotel. I was like, I even have the address right here on the confirmation email. And he was like, well, you must have booked the wrong one. And sure enough, I had booked the wrong hotel. Oh, no. I went into the lobby. He was like, let's just go in and talk to him. Well, I went in there, and I talked to the girl at the front desk, and I was like, hey, I don't really know how to tell you this, but I'm supposed to have a hotel that's on the other side of the river. You know, we're on the north side of the river. We need to be on the south side, or as east and west. I don't know. Yeah. And um, she was like, well what's your name? And I told her and she's like, Oh, let me look it up. And she looked it up and she's like, looks like you booked through Expedia. And I was like, yep. She's like, you have to call them. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I called Expedia and I was put on hold. Of course, of course, talking to them for like five minutes. Right. And the lady, uh, she was definitely not a U.S. citizen and there's definitely a language barrier. And here I am talking to her. Maybe she was a U.S. citizen. I don't know. But there's definitely a language barrier. Yeah, right, okay? right, right. sound like a call center in India. Right, because you're not racist. <laughs> I backtracked the racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, she was like, I need to call the hotel and see if they will, like, waive it or whatever, I guess. So all right. she said is, I got to call the hotel. Right. So she called the hotel, and it rang, like, twice, and the lady at the front desk didn't answer it. She asked me twice if I wanted some coffee. Both times I declined. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And then the third time, she was like, okay, well, y'all can hang out here as long as you need to. I was making the call in the lobby. She's like, I'm going to go make some coffee. And I was like, what is it with this chicken coffee? So she went and made coffee, and the phone rang, and it just stopped ringing after a couple of rings. And then I was on hold for like five or ten minutes with Expedia. And then I go find the lady, and I was like, hello? You know, she was in the kitchen or whatever. And she come back in there, and I was like, hey, I'm on hold with the Expedia people, but I thought I was standing in the lobby, so we're all here. I don't know why I couldn't just put it on speakerphone. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, my manager's still in the other room. And so she was like, maybe she's on the phone with them. 
anyway, I don't think this girl is too bright that's working the desk. Right, right, right. So um, the manager stays in the office, and then the Expedia person clicks back over to me. She's like, hey, I'm still on the phone with the property. Just stand by. And at this point, I've been sitting there for 20 minutes. Right, right. And then she clicks back over, and then after a few more minutes, the manager comes out. Dude, I'm talking, when you think of, imagine Karen in your head. Okay, first thing you see is probably your haircut. Exact haircut. Exactly to a T, the little short bob type. Yeah, right, right. Whatever, right, however right, you right, describe right, it. Right, This lady's 100 pounds overweight, and she's older. She, she comes was out. she red-faced? Oh, she was not happy. She was not happy. She come out finger-wagging in the air, but even before she started talking. Uh... I'm going to do a one-time wave of this. We normally do not do this, but I'm going to do it today. And we're just like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, you know. Yeah. Feeling her ego because I'd already paid the three, <laughs> the three right, 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 right. And she was like, we're going to refund that money to your card. And she was like, and what is this about a Holiday Inn? Because I was booked a Holiday Inn, right? Yeah. And I needed to be on the other side of the river. Yeah. She was like, what is this about a Holiday Inn on next to the river on the other side? She was like, there is not a Holiday Inn down there. And I was like, well, the address, like I have the address right here. And Jason was literally reading reviews from May 25th, which right. was the day prior. Right, 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 right. And um, she was like, well, there is a, a Holiday Inn Express on Boltline Drive or whatever that was, but there is not one right next to the river. And I asked Crow, and he was like, dude. I was like, is there a huge rivalry, rivalry around, like, the river and which side they're on? He's like, yeah, one side they think of, like, low-class people, and the other side's all snooty and uppity. There's a big-time rivalry, like, high school sports, everything. And I was like, I could really tell, man, because when I mention this, yeah, people get uptight about it. That's hilarious. Yeah, poor old Karen, dude. So what – so, okay, so you get there about 4 o'clock. Uh-huh. What time is it when you actually get into your room? Oh, to the, well, I booked the wrong hotel, and I booked it like 30 minutes before we arrived to that hotel. So right, then right. we had to drive to the next hotel. Booked it. We, we literally just walked into the hotel and was like, you got a room. And they're like, yeah, it'd be $150 plus tax or whatever. I was like, oh, oh, awesome. This is closer and cheaper. And cheaper, yeah. And the people are nicer. <laughs> and I'm not saying which side of the river's better, <laughs> but I'm saying in my isolated little bubble experience. Yes. I gotta say, uh, the grass was definitely greener on the other side. Uh, it sounds like it, man. It but yeah, sounds like it. We got in the hotel. Me and Jason got different rooms, cleaned up, got some food and stuff. But then got up the next morning and headed to the. So what was it like six six thirty by the time you actually got into a room? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. It wasn't that far of a drive. We were just trying to. You want to do the driving the day before instead of the day of. So in, even if you can get twenty minutes closer. Do you know what just happened? That's better. What? My watch just told me something. What? Time to stand up? Andy Schill gave me uh, kudos on my walk last <laughs> night on Strava. Did you take a walk? Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've done it. Well, okay, nobody knows this. I mean, you know this because we've talked about it, but uh, uh, I just got over pneumonia. Yeah. So uh, I was on my butt for a week and a half. Yeah. And I mean, on, like, What done. was that like? Oh, it was it was awesome. It was the best. Right, with the two kids it was the best. and the wife. Did, did any oh, of them uh, get, get no, sick or anything? No, it was just me. Just me. Oh. It started out as kind of allergy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, where you get that glob of stuff in your nose. That's what I felt then, like. Then it dropped down into my throat, and then it got into my chest, and that's when pneumonia. Def- 
Sorry, I don't know why I can't talk today, <laughs> but um, that's why this sound effect is on. Because <laughs> that happened to me in a video when I was filming. But uh, no, I, I it got in my chest, and that's how pneumonia forms. So is, is that, it gets um, down in there. Is that a fluid on your lungs? Yeah. Is it? It's uh, caused by an infection or a virus or something? I don't know all of it. All I know is I was on steroids, and I was on antibiotics, mm -hmm. and... I coughed so much and so hard that I pulled a muscle in my stomach. Oh, which muscle? I don't know. Just a muscle in your stomach? It's like in the upper part of my stomach near my ribs. Mm -hmm. And my, my abs felt like I had been doing like ab workouts for like seven days straight. Just from the coughing? Just from all the coughing. Dude, oh, it was awful, man. It was awful. So uh, I went on a walk, about a two-mile walk last uh -huh. night, just under two miles, just to kind of get out. Because it's mm -hmm. been a while, and I want to go back back again. So I had to get back out and start walking and get my body back used to moving again. Mm -hmm. And uh, Andy Schill, good old Andy, gave, Andy, gave me kudos. Andy loves the running and all that kind of stuff. Oh, both those guys do, man. Yeah. Those guys are all about the running. It makes me feel sick just thinking about You ran like a, a 5K recently, though, didn't you? Yeah, it's just for fun, though. My wife had signed up. You just so said like, for I... fun. You ran for fun? <laughs> well, I don't know. I ran because she wanted me to run. Oh, okay. You ran for wife. But I didn't, I hadn't trained for it or anything, so right. my time wasn't great. It wasn't my best time. That's okay. But I still finished in front of a lot of people. But you did it. Yeah. I, I'm in a tough weight class, man. I guess it's not weight class. It's all age, age. group now. Yeah. So See, like, I'm getting at an age where people are slow. Oh, yeah. So you if, I was actually, if I was actually to train and like get myself to the point where I could do that, which I don't know that I ever will because I don't want to, uh -huh. but I could compete because, you know. They're old people now. Mine's like 29 and below. I know, Like, dude. that's prime. So I'm on, like, so the end you, of you it. You realize, like, in six months, you'll be in the next age up, and you'll be the young end of that one. They put me in the 30 to 39 on this last one. Oh, yeah? I still didn't do good. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be in, like, <laughs> like either the uh, Clydesdale division, where it's, like, all, like, you know, you got to be heavy, or... Uh, like the oldest group, whatever. Yeah, but whatever you're tall, is. man. You get long strides. Like, that's one thing you've got over me. Like, I got these short little legs. Uh, and so when I run, you know what's kind of fun? What? I'm kind of loving the fact that we're at this coffee shop where you can hear the people talking. <laughs> you can hear the coffee grinding. And it's kind of fun. Unfortunately, they can hear us. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. They'll be all good. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's get back to your trip. Let's get okay. back to your trip. No more about me being sick and all that crap. But tell me about uh, now you, you're at the hotel. You get up the next morning. You get mm. breakfast. Now you're heading to the trailhead. Yeah, we got it. went to the trailhead, and uh, Crow was already there, of course. We were supposed to meet at 8 Central Time. And, dude, I have my phone set to not switch, like when I go to time zones, and my watch, too. But at one point, my phone switched, and my watch didn't. And I was like, what? I was so confused. So, like, jumping ahead in what happened in the Sitsu Wilderness. I am doing a trip video of it, though. So you get a you're more doing a, another trip video, another trip video. Man. That's two in like the last three months. Uh huh. And uh, I'm going to the Smoky soon, and I plan on doing a trip video for that one, unless I change my mind. Wow. So we'll see. But anyway, I almost did a trip video when I went down to Limville Gorge. Didn't do it. No, I didn't want to do it. It's, so I didn't do it. You just want to enjoy the beauty sometimes, you know. Yeah, I, yeah I'm too jealous. I'm too selfish when it comes to hiking. That's okay. So you get to the trailhead. Yep, Crow's already there. And um, we got there at like 8.03 Central Time. I'm sure Crow was there five minutes early. We pulled up and started backpacking. And, dude, uh, 
It was just me, Crow, and Jason for most of the day, and Squid came earlier, I mean, excuse me, later in the day. So I think he got there right at dusk. Okay, yeah. So it was like 7.30 or so their time. When I went down there, we had a guy that joined us named Bill. He's uh-huh. a friend of uh, Crow's. Uh-huh. And he showed up. He like he, We were just hanging out, and he caught up to us right before we got to camp. From behind? Yeah, from behind. Well, not us. We had... Uh, we parked at different locations. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, he had a shorter hike in. Dude, if we could go back, let me tell you about this first day. So, we started backpacking in, and if I could go back, I would go back and park where um, Squid parked. So, he parked at one place, and then, of course, Crow took him to his car whenever we got back at the end of the trip. Right. But it had rained all week in around the location that we were going to, and it was like the faucet was cut off on Friday. So it rained Thursday. It rained on us as we were driving down. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they call it like the land of a million waterfalls or a thousand waterfalls right, or right, whatever right, it right. is. So they were all just running. And Crow was like, dude, I'm not going to lie. We came here, and i done a similar trick. And I was on this trail, and we had to do this water crossing. And he had already told us ahead of time, hey, your feet's going to get wet. I brought a pair of socks for every morning because I want to put yeah. on dry socks. But he was like, your feet are going to get wet. So I was like, socks, camp shoes. And then we got to the water crossing. It was two and a half miles in. He was like, we got here, and it was 20 degrees out. This is on a trip previous that he was on in the wintertime. Yeah. And he was like, we couldn't cross it. It was up. You couldn't even see, like, where you cross at, there's a ladder to climb up. I mean, it's only like eight rungs or something. It's a little ladder. You climb up, so you're up off the uh, the creek bottom and on top of the hill. Yeah. And he said they couldn't cross because you could literally couldn't see the ladder. And whenever oh, wow. we were crossing, you could still see like the top four or five rungs. So without any knowledge of how deep this water was, we got there and you see the ladder sticking out on the other side, but it looked deep and it had been raining so much that it was so muddy. And I was like, how deep is it, Crow? And uh, there was like this whole giant group. I bet the the amount of people in this coffee shop right now is probably how many people were camping at the area that we were at. There were really? kids, like a whole family. And we got to, like the trail ended there. You either cross or you would have to keep taking this trail that we didn't want to take. So we were like, well, I was like, this cross is not doable. We're going to have to turn back and find somewhere else to cross. Right. So we did, and we'd already hiked two and a half miles. So we walked and walked and walked and got to a point where literally, like, it was so overgrown, you weren't going to be able to cross anywhere past there. Right. So then we walked. We hung out for a minute. Jason and Crow kept looking for a spot to cross, and I was like, there's no way that they're going to find a spot. So they talked, and they're like, look, we're going to have to backtrack the two and a half miles, go across the bridge near the trailhead, quarter of a mile from the trailhead, then backpack the two and a half miles just to get back to the other side of that creek. So that's five extra miles I was going to have to do. I said, I'm not doing it. Five miles? <laughs> I said, look, guys, I'll take one for the team. I, so you tested the water. I had an extra pair of shorts. I had some running shorts, okay? And I brought them just in case I wanted to swim because I knew it's – it's summertime. It's Alabama. It's probably going to be super hot. Yeah, and humid. Yes. So, luckily it wasn't, though. It was nice. It was like a high 76 that day. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. So, I was like, I will I will check it out. I'll test the waters, and I'll see how deep it is. If you all are willing to cross, if it's safe enough to cross. And they're like, okay, you take one for the team. You do it. Well, the issue was, 
all the people were there at that crossing, and they had camped out the night before, and they were all just hanging out. And so we walked back down there. We had talked to them, and they're like, it's pretty deep. It's probably four foot deep. And uh, I was like, yeah, we're not crossing here. And then we come back like 10 minutes later, and here I am taking off all my clothes, just wearing a pair of shorts. I put my shoes back on because I figured it was Did you like, get this on video for your trip oh, video? Oh, yeah, dude. Good deal. That water was so cold. I went in. <sighs> dude, the whole crowd just gathered around, and we're looking. And I got in there, and they were hooting and hollering. And I made it to the other side, and I touched the ladder, and I was like, yeah. I let out like a primal scream, and everybody was all hot. And That's then great. Uh, I walked back across. I carried Jason's backpack across. Right. They changed clothes and everything. Got my backpack, trekking poles and everything. We made it to the other side, hung out and dried off. I went for a little swim. I went, it was probably up to, I'd say right here on Jason. So maybe it was four foot tall or so. But uh, I went neck deep in there just to. So the current didn't wasn't too bad then? The current wasn't too bad, but it was it was really cold. Super muddy. Couldn't see the bottom. Got out on the other side and changed clothes and stuff. We started walking again. And I just left the shorts on. I was like, they'll dry. They'll dry, yeah. And uh, we made it a little bit. And Jason's like, man, I think there's something in my shoe. He took a shoe off and just dumped out like a bunch of mud and stuff. And I was like, I got to clean my shoes out too. Like, you could feel it. It was all uh, sandy and gritty. and silt and stuff. It's like the arch under your foot. You just feel the pressure. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. I mean, you hiked in sand, pictured rocks. Oh, yeah. You know what it's like. Yeah, wore out one of the toes on my socks. It's awful. Yeah. So, yep, that happened. And that was two and a half miles in. So then uh, the rest of the trip, it was an adventure. Squid got there later. Yeah. And, dude, he was, uh, (laughs) I'll tell you more off camera. There's more to it. But um, he... He come in, and so Crow went to the to like a turnoff, and that turnoff was maybe a half mile or so, maybe a little less from our campsite. Yeah. And he knew where our campsite was because he camped there before, but Crow went and met him at the turnoff, mm-hmm. and he was going to walk him back in around the time he's supposed to. But there's no service out there. I texted him a couple times on my Garmin, and he was still supposed to arrive on time. So Crow went out there to meet him, and dude – Crow come back after like 10 or 15 minutes. Jason and I were getting the fire going on night one. And Crow come back, and his eyes were the size of quarters. He's like, you're not going to believe this, dude. There is somebody coming down the trail. That it sound, I don't know if they're hurt. Or they're like, oh, oh. And, dude, <laughs> oh, Jason and I were just sitting there around the fire. And we was like, dude, why are you messing with us? And uh, we was like, did Squid... Did you and Squid come up with this and you're trying to scare us? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we did not. And then far off in the distance, you could hear it. <laughs> Closing in on camp. And Crow, he, uh, he was like, you all are messing with me. Did you put Squid up to this? You couldn't see who it was. Yeah. And then finally he come into the camp and he's like, oh. And Jason was like, you okay? And he was like, what? And then uh, I guess he was like gigs up and it was... It was squid. He come in there. But he was dude, messing with you guys the whole was, way up the trail. He was trail. messing with us. We didn't know who it was or what they were That's doing. Awesome. He was like, I hope it's not squid and he's hurt or, you know, he's dealing with something on trail. Because it sounds like somebody that's like, you know, they're dragging along. Right, and right. And like, oh, help me. But, yeah, it was it was very interesting, not one. It was fun, though. I ain't got That's the backpack awesome. with Crow for a while, and I never met Squidly. Gone Feral with Squidly. Yeah, it seems like a nice guy. Oh, yeah. He is, and he and I had a lot to talk about because he used to be a teacher too. Oh, okay. So he's Very cool. retired. Very cool, man. Yeah. 
So it was a good trip all, all in all? Yeah, all in all, I had a lot of fun. I definitely go back. And Crow is like, at certain times, he'd be like, okay, so we got this climb. It'd be a little bit of a tough climb, but that's where we're going to camp at or whatever. We got this tough climb coming up. And, dude, it was like the gorge. Like, you know, if you imagine the climb from the bottoms up to, like, Indian Arch or something. Right, right. It's not that bad. You know, you're, it's only, like, a couple hundred feet up. Yeah. But I thought, man, this, the formations and stuff, I was like, this looks just like Kentucky. It's like a little, it's like a little Big South Fork. Yeah. Just stuck in the middle of Alabama. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. That's it was pretty a fun awesome. trip, man. So, uh, what was your what was your gear like for that one? Did you go a little bit lighter weight, or did you bring all the stuff? Well, I brought a fish scale with me, so we could all wear our backpacks. Yeah, and everybody's was around thirty pounds or so. Now, um, Squid he come there after, so I'd lift the scale in the vehicle. So even Crow was at thirty, huh? Well, he also had everybody's steak. Not oh, one. <laughs> okay. So, so he was much lighter after dinner the first night. Yeah, his backpack was substantially lighter, and I because he's an ultra light guy. Like he he keeps yeah. his stuff really light. Yeah, he uh, he slept. Well, I guess that both of them slept in a tent, and I brought the Pride of Kentucky, so that's always a little heavier. You're right, right. But I was super comfortable. His his is probably the lightest backpack. Mine, I think, with water and all, was like 31 pounds. That's good for you. Yeah, that's not too bad. I Once all my food was gone, I weighed my food, and I had like seven pounds of food. It was crazy. Just for two nights. And So your base was probably like 15, 16 pounds? I'd say it was more. I think without the food and uh, water, I think it was like around 20. Oh, wow. So, I'd say. Oh, did you bring the big chair? No, the big chair's broken. Oh, I thought you got it fixed already. No, I called the Helinox, and yeah. they told me that um, they're like, look, if you fill out the warranty information, we'll send you. You can either send it to us, but you have to pay for shipping, which right, is very right. common. Right. You pay for shipping, ship it back to us, and we'll fix it. Or um, we will mail you the shock cord and the instructions, and you can fix it yourself, which is what I'm going to do. I just haven't I haven't filled out the warranty stuff yet. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I need it, though, because Bridget, me and her are both going to the Smokies. So I was like, one of us. Usually what happens is I carry the big chair. Right. And then uh, she carries like the one pounder, and then we get to camp. And, and I'm she like, takes the big chair, and you end up with the one <laughs> I pounder. I say, which chair do you want? <laughs> she says, the big one. I'm like, even though I'm taller, I love you that much. That's you, awesome. You could have the big chair. Yeah, I haven't fixed it yet. But Man, it's if I be could simple. just get my wife on a trail, uh, I would carry, I would almost be willing to carry her backpack for her if I could just get her on a trail. It's tough, dude. I had to carry Bridget's backpack and all of her stuff in it like the last four or five miles on the foothills trail i remember that yeah i put everything that she had in her backpack in my backpack and then carried her backpack with my hand dude that was tough yeah i'm looking forward to doing the foothills trail oh man i'm so pumped about that yeah because uh me and the guys we're gonna uh, now do you have to get permits for the the campsites and all that kind of stuff when you go there or is it just first come first serve no no permits but you do have to pay for parking i knew uh, that yeah depending on the Oconee or table rock yeah but other than that I don't think I'm pretty sure I didn't get a single permit. I still have my little guidebook. I think it's on Gut Hook now, though, so you can download. Yeah, the gut hook. it is. It is. You mean far but, out? Oh, yeah, far out or whatever far it out. is. Far it's out, far out bro. dude. Groovy. <laughs> but I still have my like my little pocket guidebook. Yeah, with my little notes in there and stuff. I might steal that from it? you. I might steal that from you. Yeah, it's not the. Well, after I talked to the Foothills Trail Conservancy, they were like, "This is the bad book." 
And I was like, what do you mean this is a bad book? And they're like, somebody, somebody took all of our uh, information and stuff that they had, Foothill Struck Conservancy, and then they just made their own guidebook, but it was all, like, stolen. I can't remember exactly what, what the deal was, but they were very adamant about how, like, this person was a thief, and they basically already published the book, and he just copied it and uh, changed some stuff. Oh, yeah, that's not cool. Just um, to make some money. Made a lot of money, man. I used it, and then yeah. I put it on my YouTube channel, which I'm not saying that made it a lot of money, but, I mean, if everybody's uh, if, using If it, you put it on your YouTube channel, like, <laughs> no. everybody in the land of backpacking probably bought that book because of Jeremiah, so. No, I think that... Uh, they were definitely like use the other one, but I already have this one purchased. So if right. you want to borrow it, yeah, more power to you. At least check it out and get your notes and things like that. Because yeah, um, I'm real excited about doing that trail. Real excited about doing that trail. You're gonna get a lot of waterfalls on that one. Dude. Oh, I know. I can't wait. A ton. I cannot wait. And they're always running. They're always running there. That's what I hear. That's Whenever what I hear. When I was in Sipsy, there's some waterfall. Like I bet we saw three or four double waterfalls. Like either oh, yeah. it's waterfall up and then down lower, or it's literally like two different branches of creeks coming together at a waterfall. At well, two separate waterfalls, or into one waterfall. Oh, that's so cool! Like, you got one on the left, one on the right. There's one called um, uh, Little Ugly, and this is a beautiful waterfall. One that sounds like me. <laughs> a little ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's like Deer Skull or Dead Deer Skull or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, where do these names come from? Nobody had any idea. That's no. great. I think people just make them up. Ah, they do. It's not real. No, like Jason, he has, he has a campsite, and he called it Jawbone just because they found like a... A Jawbone there? Yeah, Jawbone there. <laughs> and that's how that's how campsites are made. That's amazing. Well, man, this is a shorter episode this time, but I, I wanted to hear about your trip. And trip I wanted to, to find out how everything went down to Sipsy. So if you're somebody who's looking for a really cool place to go backpacking, would you say that Sipsy's a good place to go check out? Absolutely. And I'll publish that trip video, and Jason's wanting me to make an all-trails, like uh, like the outline of the trip. Like all those trails are, not all of them, but a bunch of them are unofficial trails, like at the Gorge. Yeah, and you have to be careful with all trails. Yeah. All trails is notorious, and it almost got me and, and uh, Southern Hike when we mm-hmm. went, we got together down in Linville Gorge, there was a hike that I'd gone to there, and it had this trail that I was supposed to be able to go on. Uh-huh. And then I get there, and I talk to somebody local, and they're like, there's no trail there. So and somebody so, just made it on all trails and made it public? Yeah. And there's a bunch of those on all trails. So you got to be real careful with all trails. Yeah. Compared to, like, if you're using Gaia or if you're using uh, Onyx, um, mm-hmm. some of those. Those are a little bit more... Uh, Reputable, reputable and safe, I would say. Yeah, I'd say you probably definitely look at the reviews and stuff. Of if it doesn't have a single review, then it might have just been somebody. I make all trails like, uh, like map the trail out on mm-hmm. a lot of the trips we go on. But then I might make like preliminary versions. I don't right. make them public, right? But if you don't make it, if you don't click to make it private, then it just throws it out there. So you could just be like literally making something, and up. you could get someone in trouble. Yeah, you can really get someone hurt if they uh, if they go to that trail and it's not there. Absolutely, but the Sipsy, a lot of those were unofficial. So, what I'm going to try to do is uh, I'll share that with Jason, and both of us will put it in our YouTube like description. Yeah. So, I know that really turns a lot of people off. They don't want uh, like the geo geotagging, geotagging, which I'm not really geotagging, but it's literally like this is the trail we went on. So if you want to tag it too, yeah. You can, but people can check that out if they want to see the exact uh, route that we took. Definitely. So if you're looking for a good place to go backpacking, Sipsy might be one of those places Sipsy to go check out. For sure. So for myself and Jeremiah, 
been a good episode, man. We'll yeah. catch you guys on the next one. Adios, folks.